0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Blessed is She Podcast. This is Reagan Hodge, your host. I like to sound like a sports broadcaster, but it doesn't really work. Anyways, today I am here with an extra special guest. I had my mom here last time, and now I have my older sister Jaden.
1: Yay! <laughs> okay,
0: tell us about yourself.
1: Um. I'm Jaden. I am currently a sophomore at LSU. I am Reagan's older sister. Duh. Yeah, and I used to be the intern at the high school ministry, so you may know me.
0: That is true. Um <laughs> this is so funny. Okay, so Jaden, I had to ask you the question I ask everybody who has the utmost joy of being on my podcast if you could describe your walk with christ in one word what word would you use and why
1: i believe that it's a continuous continuously i cannot say that word right right now growing relationship. okay um i've known the lord since i was very young i was blessed enough to have parents who raised me in that kind of household with my sister and I've been involved in church my whole life. But, um, I believe that I have gone through trials and tribulations and I feel like through those trials and everything, I have learned more about the Lord and, you know, I am constantly learning something new about him and, Sometimes it's a little bit rocky. I I feel like everybody has those phases, but they make me stronger. And just getting to know the different aspects and sides of the Lord. So that's kind of how my relationship has been for the past couple years, if that makes sense.
0: That does make sense. That's really good, too. I like that. Okay, so one of the first things I have to ask you about, obviously, is how do you think Following Christ and being a Christian, when you go from high school to college life, how does that change? Like does it change a lot and like if it does, like what exactly made it different?
1: Right. So not to scare anyone, sorry to parents incoming high like high school or going into college. Um, it's very different. But There is like a lot of hope. Um, First of all, as a college student, I didn't realize the accountability I would have to have going to church on Sundays. I want to sleep in. There's so many temptations in college, but that's like accountability that you need to have with yourself. And I believe that's honestly one of the greatest things is like you're in college and you're trying to find your way through college. And like you're no longer like your parents on saying let's go to church everyone or hey like let's go do this church thing like you're on your own and I believe that if you really want a relationship with Christ which I believe everyone should because you should be putting that relationship first you have to take the accountability to go and do it for yourself even when no one is watching um and that's kind of like how our relationship with the Lord should be. is like, we're not doing things because people are watching. Like, we're doing it for the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, do you think it was, like, easy to find other people to keep you accountable for going to church? Or do you think it's been kind of hard?
1: Personally, for me, it's been very hard. Um, a lot of people have school, have work. Sundays is everybody's, like chill day where they go get groceries, they study, finish the homework that's due Monday morning at 7 a.m. It's really hard because a lot of kids are in the same boat, but also uh, there have been ways around it. Um, They have like a college ministry on campus that has it on Sunday nights and it's more convenient for followers of Christ to go to because you're not having to wake up super early on a Sunday morning but they can go at night and they have different times so it's a little bit harder to stay accountable but there are people to help you and it's honestly like it's so easy to find those people you just have to go to those places and make the effort
0: yeah so Going back to what you said about having, like, gone through trials and tribulations, do you see that going into college that you have faced maybe more of those that have made it possibly, like, more difficult? Like, did college present more of those tribulations and trials to you?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, Like I said, you're in college by yourself. Your parents aren't there. So you're kind of like at first you're like wow like it for me it was really hard because there's so many temptations in college and it gets really hard like I have definitely had my fair share of struggles in college and I've gotten to the point I had gotten to the point at one time where I was like where am I I need to like turn around my life like it gets so hard because your parents aren't there. You're not, like, with, like, your friends from high school who, like, went to church with you. Like, it's very hard. And you can kind of, like, you're doing what everyone else is doing. And that's not how we're supposed to be living. We're supposed to be different. But in college, you want to fit in because it's so big and it's so easy to be isolated. Um, But what I've learned is that, the Lord is not going to give you any trial that's too big that you can handle with him. Mm-hmm. Like anything that you get, like that you're tempted with, like the Lord wouldn't let that happen if he didn't think that you could handle it with him. Yeah. Like even if you are struggling so bad and you're like, God, why? Like I just feel so hopeless. No, He he knows that you have the strength to get through it. And that's part of your story.
0: That's good. So, <laughs> I say that a lot. Um. <clears throat> so, saying that, do you think that has also made your relationship with Christ better in a way, having gone through all that and having to have rely on Him through all that?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, for me, I'm still going through, like, Typical college temptations like Mm -hmm. it's rough all of my friends want to go out I don't but at the same time I very much get the fear of missing out
0: because
1: everybody is out having fun and I'm in my room with my cat looking like a crazy cat lady (laughs) and being called a grandma because I don't want to go anywhere and it's hard it's so so hard but at the same time like that's not the life we're supposed to be living and, you know, I'm trying to protect myself from other
0: temptations. Yeah. I mean, I can see definitely because, you know, everybody's walk with Christ is kind of their own. Everyone has different things they go through that are kind of harder to understand. And people had to kind of put themselves through different things to, uh, what's the word? Pertain or keep up with their Christ with their walk with Christ. And I feel like sometimes, like, for you in college, sometimes that does include, like, a little bit of isolation because sometimes being around certain people doing certain things isn't what's best for you because, like, it is really easy to get, like, the fear of missing out. Like, even at high school, which is not even, like, a fraction of how many people go to LSU – You get the fear of missing out just from seeing, like, two people's Snapchat stories being like, oh, they're all at this party, and I got invited, but, like, you know, I knew I shouldn't go, but then you get to college, and you have thousands upon thousands of people there, and there are so many people who hang out together who go to these parties, and, like, I've seen, I've seen, like, videos, I'm like, holy cow, it's a lot of people, like, and you know, it's something like, "Oh, I wish I was there. Like that looks fun." Like, you know, I don't see what's going on, but like I just see a lot of people and I'm like, "Oh, that looks so <laughs> they look like they're having so much fun." You know, they're probably not fully conscious, but it's whatever. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really irrelevant. Anyways. Um but <laughs> saying all that, when you're talking about how people do like to fit in, do you think there are more people that kind of, not exactly criticize people who are trying to stay out of that, but people who make it harder and maybe try to push you away from your beliefs? Like, oh well, you can come out with us and do this, anyways. Like it's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like, are is there more pressure on you like that? Do you think?
1: for me personally i i don't really feel like people are pushing for me the people that i have been surrounded by um even though i don't go out with them and everything they do respect my boundaries like mm-hmm. if i don't want to go out that's fine like i have never been like oh like why don't you want to go out you should come out like it's not going to hurt you or anything like it's very much I haven't had any of those feelings, but I Mm -hmm. can't speak for everyone.
0: Yeah. So I guess that kind of goes into, like, how much does it matter, like, the people you do surround yourself with, like, how big of a difference do you say that makes?
1: Oh, it definitely matters. The people I surrounded myself with my freshman year, that was just a time that I shouldn't that I kind of regret a lot of things. Um, it wasn't, you know, I, my high school self would have never dreamed like
0: going out and all
1: of that stuff. And so now this year, like trying to go to more of, like the Bible studies that we had in my sorority, And like, I got into a discipleship um, for like a year with a girl who's like two years older than me. She actually just recently got married. Um, but just surrounding myself with people who would keep me accountable, who I could share my innermost struggles with, and have ask questions each week, like, hey, how did that go? Did you keep up with it? Mm-hmm. Did you go back to your old ways? If so how are you planning to prevent that and reading these scripture and stuff like it, it really has helped me and it's made it easier for me. You know, I slip at times. I'm human and human nature is a sin and for me I have slipped and have definitely like we have like an event I have like drank a couple times and that's like the really sad thing for me and you know but I'm like look we're just not going to and like I keep myself accountable I have other people to keep me accountable too Mm
0: -hmm. and I'm like
1: hey you're keeping me accountable and I'm not gonna be doing that that's just the best
0: Mm hmm. That's really good. And I know like some people try to get accountability partners and like I've done that, too. And it's just like, hey, let's make sure we read our Bibles every day. But one thing we kind of like forget to do with each other is have like those check ins. Like, how are you doing? Like where you stand with God? Like because like I was talking about earlier, how we all have our own individual struggles that make our walk with God unique to ourselves. And it's kind of easy sometimes for people to be like, hey, did you read your Bible today? And you can just be like, yeah, and like conversation over. But like you were saying, I think it's really important for people to check in and say, how are you doing with what you were, like what your goal was? Like if I were to go to college and if I were to, you know, try to in with everybody go out and not just go out but like I don't know maybe pick up like a serious like alcohol issue I'm, like, I'm sorry Very good. I'm not joking um this is hypothetical obviously um and if I were to be like hey you know like I, this is an issue like I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, drinking isn't like what the Lord has called you to do because it does make us make bad decisions, and that is not good. (laughs) And I think a lot of people don't realize that either because people say, oh, well, it's not that bad, but it is bad when you go to the point where you are making awful decisions that cause you to do things that are not Christ-like. Because in all reality, as much as people can argue it, you are not yourself when you drink alcohol. Like, just by watching people, seeing videos. Like, most funny videos on the internet are videos of when people are drunk because they make the most absurd decisions. And I feel like we do need to invite people into our lives that we are vulnerable with and that we are able to say, you know what, This this is an issue I have. This is a temptation I have, and I struggle with it really really bad like I'll be honest I used to have the worst issue with if I saw someone who I thought had like the most ridiculous hat on I would like out loud be like that is the most ridiculous hat I've ever seen like just out loud I had a bad judging problem but like it was bad to the point I would say it out loud and I was like you know what that's kind of like really mean I need to stop. And so that was kind of something I worked on. Obviously, I'm still not perfect now. Sometimes it'll like pop up in my head. And I'm like, that is not necessary. Like, if I see a little girl who's five years old and I'm like, her outfit does not match, it's like, you had to. <laughs> You're I wish I could me... see
1: my face right now.
0: <laughs> I know. I see your face though. She's giving me a crazy face. But, you know, because there is just that thing in everybody where you have like this innate like thought of process to make you do or think certain things. And I have to think, you know, at five years old, I wore dresses and rain boots. (laughs) Like I didn't match, like, what the heck am I doing? Like it's, it's weird. That's that's my thing is judgment for sure. And having people who you are vulnerable with saying, I do have a judgment problem. And you don't want someone who's going to be like, are you serious? You judge people like that? But you want someone who's going to be like, you know what, that's okay. I'm going to check in with you every week and see how you've been doing on that. See, like, have you made improvements on that, truly? And not someone who you feel like you have to lie to because they're going to judge you, but someone who you can be open with and vulnerable with.
1: Right, yeah. And, like, an accountability partner is, like, the person that, you can have hard, hard conversations with. Like, it's not just judgmental, but it's like drinking and mm-hmm. like luck and all of that. Like, those hard and awkward conversations. That's what that person is for. Yeah. And if we don't get, to, if we don't have these conversations, but it's just that we're just hiding inside. Like, in the Bible, it tells us to have a someone we can confide to. And we, that's like the first step so fixing anything is finding somebody you can trust, somebody who's in the Lord that you can confide to and be like, look, this is my struggle. I, I just need like some support and like the Lord is there for you, but he also wants us to tell some, like a brother or sister in Christ and for them to be your accountability partner. And it's not just to like, Oh, I'm having a hard time smarting off to my mom that's like one of my things like no it's the hard sin like the hardest like deepest sin that you ever don't want to speak out loud that is what that person is for
0: yeah no definitely and I was having this conversation with someone the other day because we were talking about how important community is and how Some people will get to a point in their walk with Christ where maybe if they were, like, hurt by a church, they feel it's better to stay home and study the Bible by themselves. Stop cracking me up. (laughs) So, because, you know, they think, well, I don't want to have to be surrounded by people who I feel like judge me, which makes total sense. But also, we do have to remember that iron does sharpen iron, and sometimes there are Obviously, if we are by ourselves doing things on our own, there are problems in our lives that we can't see on our own. And it really does, like, take someone else pointing it out and be like, to be honest, this is kind of how you've been treating people lately. Like, you've been, and I know this is, like, one of my things, and this is what I, like, talked to my counselor about several weeks ago was like it's really easy for me to shut people out when I get upset with people I just shut like I shut people out and I'm kind of like okay I'm done with you for right now like bye and she was saying you know like you can't just do that like you have to have some sort of boundaries she was like you know but Anyways, it's completely irrelevant, but she is one of those people who will tell me, like, Reagan, you know, maybe it isn't the best idea for you to immediately kick people out of your life the second something unsettles you, you know, because you have to give people chances. You have to set healthy boundaries, not these unhealthy boundaries where people don't even know where they stand with you. And I was like, you know what? That is so true. I do that. And that is completely right. And I in all honesty, I can't talk to everyone about that because I've you know tried mentioning that to some other people and some people will turn it around and use it against you when you told it when you told them that for them to be like a safe person for you to go to. And that's one thing that I feel like sucks but that is also a reason you need to be really careful like who you pick and why that person has to be like your person someone you can count on someone you can rely on but they are also really important
1: and it's also someone that they feel that they can rely on
0: as well like Mm -hmm. it's not a one-way
1: street
0: yeah no that's really true and so that kind of like brings me to like Um, kind of shifting away just from like your experience in college, but like when you were at home and like when we all like lived together as a family of five under one house, (laughs) back to the extra chaotic days. Um, yeah, I, I remember that always being like one thing that I never really had a problem with. Was that I always knew, like, I could, like, confide in you with everything. Thanks. Anyways, <laughs> you say something before I start crying. <laughs> oh, my God, Reagan, why? Anyways. <laughs> if I was home, I'd give you
1: a big hug right now and some tissues.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I always remember... um talking to people, and I think this is really important because, you know, we always talk about being brothers and sisters in Christ, and, um, because people really don't know how, like, special that is, because having a sister is, like, really, really special, especially having a big sister who, you know, went before you and did all these things and can tell you, like, you know what, I know exactly what you're going through right now, and I remember, um, you know, (laughs) I never had to spend, like, many days in my room by myself, not having anybody to talk to, because I always had, like, you come in my room and talk to me, and I remember, like, a lot of times, mom wouldn't even Come to my room, but she would just send you up there because she knew, like, she knew I was upset and I wouldn't listen to her, but I would listen to you. And that's like really true. (laughs)
1: You're making me cry. Uh
0: But like, it's it's really true, and you know, now that is that is something that I look for in my friends now. Um, Like with my girlfriends, that's what I look for. I'm like, I want someone who was like Jaden was, someone who will be there for me and someone who won't just turn me away when I have a problem, but someone who will talk it through with me, like, understand me and, like, cry with me and not just make me feel like I'm stupid. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I feel like it was, like, a two-way street, even though I couldn't help you with a lot of things because you were, like, older than me I, I didn't like go through like the things you went through but you know like if someone did do something to you I can remember being like don't worry Jen, I'll beat them up for you like you know you don't have to worry you were a bit more of the, on the consoling side and I was a bit more on like the aggressive I'll go get them for know. you person you <laughs> but
1: I really hope that you can be like that big sister to autumn um because when I worked at Pineco this summer, I got offered a job with middle school. That scared me. But I will say, like, for me, like, that was my turning point in college was mm-hmm. at Pineco, I was there, gosh, it was, like, almost two months. And for two months, I had no phone. Yeah. Um, so, like, I couldn't talk to you. I couldn't talk to my parents and talk to my boyfriend, which we talk, like, every day. Mm. And so... (laughs) So, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? And that's really sad that I literally thought, how am I going to do this to myself? Like, that's really sad. But... I learned so much at Pine Cove. Like, even though I'm there to teach the kids about the middle schoolers, but... um, Shout-out to the middle school ministry because I literally... They, they shocked me like i didn't realize that they could grasp this knowledge like i was like oh my gosh my sister totally would get what these people are saying like this is stuff that i would say to high schoolers mm-hmm. and like these middle schoolers oh my gosh it was insane because i was learning so much about the lord's like not having touch with the outside world like everything was focused on him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just being able to sit there and, like, listen to the kids and how they're receiving the gospel was just, like, a true miracle to me and showing me that, like, he is very present and having people that we can trust in. Like, I I wasn't even a counselor. I worked with the horses. Um yeah. I almost didn't accept the job because it was middle school and I was scared. And I am so thankful I did because I love those little kids. They were so sweet, but I wasn't even their counselor and they were like, oh my gosh, you work with the horses. I can trust you. Like They just Mm -hmm. wanted somebody to talk to and the fact that kids who barely knew me, who didn't even know my real name, they knew me by my camp name, Bud, and (laughs) the fact that they could come to someone who they didn't even really know their name, but they knew that they were working for Christ, they could come and tell me some of the stuff that's going on at school or at home. Like, there was one time I broke down into tears with a kid. And not only because I was sad for them, but I was like, the Lord is showing here because she started talking about how much she learned and, like, what she's ready to bring back. And to me, I recommend that to anyone who's going into college. Like, work for Pine Cove. Work for Ozark. Like, work for a Christian summer camp. Sure, it sounds, it sounds crazy that you're going to give up your phone for a couple months and you can't go anywhere, but it's the best experience of your life. It's mm. the best way to get in touch with the Lord and also share that relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's really, I remember when you did that. And I think what you were saying about how like you almost didn't take the job because it was middle schoolers. And I feel like you can kind of relate that to a lot of things in life where you were presented opportunities and you want to say no because you're like, either this isn't what I wanted or I don't really think I'm the most comfortable in this area or this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. And But, you know, the Lord tells us, you know, never turn down an opportunity that he gives us because every opportunity he gives us is something that will turn out for good. And, you know, every everything does happen for a reason. And, like, I have a friend right. who tells me that all the time. Like, I was literally just texting her about something, and I called her, and she said, like, don't worry about it. Everything happens for a reason, and that's just her thing. Right. And it's so true because you're saying you, like, you get to see things from a different perspective working with middle schoolers.
1: Right, yeah, and, like, also, like, the fact that my – baby sister who's no longer a baby she's literally in her teens now and I'm just like "Ah, I feel old Um, but I literally my last days there we were having like reflections and I stood up I haven't had like I don't ever stand up because I'm not a counselor and I just felt like I couldn't share but I like broke down in tears because I was like my littlest sister understands gossip in this way, like, nothing is too great for me to talk to her about. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know why, but because she's my baby sister, I was like, oh, she, like, can't understand that. But no, they're fully capable of understanding the most complicated things. Yeah, And, like, I was just like, I feel bad because I hadn't shared the gospel like
0: that with her. Yeah.
1: And that's not showing someone that I love them, is keeping it from them.
0: Yeah. And that's really great. I think that That is like a really good opportunity and I'm, I'm going to have to do that when I go hopefully to LSU. Um, and that's really great. And I think this has been like a really good conversation really for anyone who's in college going to college, really anybody. I mean, we kind of covered a lot of bases here, a lot of different topics. Yeah, That's really great. So Jaden, thank you being on my podcast today and I have really for enjoyed it. Inviting me. Yes. Do you have any last minute advice just for anybody?
1: Um Well, I was at camp, my dad wrote me a sweet little note and I have it like literally like paper clips in my Bible because <clears throat> when I was at camp, halfway through it oh my gosh. um i i'm not a homesick person but the fact that i couldn't call my parents every day like i love to call my mom every day even if it's for something simple
0: me too
1: um i call her like almost every day now and it was just to me it's the fact that i couldn't call them if i wanted to yeah um but my dad was talking to me about the story of elijah in first kings chapter 19 He was so afraid that he ran for his life into a cave and he hid. Like he literally was praying that he would die. He was saying he had enough and he was like, take my life. I'm no better than anybody, any of my ancestors. He laid down and he just like fell asleep. And then an angel came and told him to go eat. And then the angel came back a second time and said, go eat. And the, for the journey too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and then he stretched. And he then traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached um, the mountain of God. And he stayed in the cave that night. But the angel of the Lord equipped him for this journey. Elijah was like, I'm not equipped. I can't do it. The Lord doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elijah was one of the greatest prophets. And even he got it's discouraged. Sorry. And, like, that's just showing that, like, the Lord, like, even in the most uncomfortable of things, things that you feel like you don't have the strength for it, um, the Lord is there and he's going to help you. And I just really... Pray that this gives hope to anyone who just is feeling alone and isolated. Like, they don't want to do it anymore, whether it's a job, school, or just life. Like, if you were in that tough spot, I pray that you know that the Lord is there. He is equipping you. If you didn't think you could handle this, he wouldn't have given it to you. Mm -hmm. He knows that you have the strength, but you have to have him with you to help carry that strength. Yeah. You won't carry you won't carry it alone, but you still have to carry some of it because that's our life as a Christian. Yeah. But my dad's saying that went with this. That's my favorite thing ever. Is from the amazing words of Mister Hodge is when the going gets tough, the tough get going. <laughs> and that is like my favorite thing to live by. So that's
0: great.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, that, that's like my favorite thing to look at is like if I'm ever having a hard time, there have been times where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my future. I'm such a planner and like I don't know what I'm going to do. I always look back at that. Like that's the story I think of. Like, hey, Elijah, one of the greatest prophets ever known. He even got discouraged. Yeah. Like it's human.
0: Yeah. Don't
1: Don't beat yourself up for it.
0: Mm-hmm. You've got
1: the strength. Pray, talk to the Lord, and you're going to get through it, and it's all going to be okay. And in the end, we get the greatest gift of all, which is heaven and eternal life.
0: Yes. I love it, I love it, I love it. Well, thank you for Well, that. you should
1: thank Dad for that.
0: Oh, that that's true. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for being on our podcast, Jaden. And thank you um, for inviting me. Yes. And people who are listening, we will see you next time. Bye.